from ministry to Hollywood and all things in between. Actor T.C. Stallings helps us explore today's issues through a biblical lens. Let's dive in to TCS Live. Team TC, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TCS Live show right here on the Edify Network. I'm your host, T.C. Stallings, back for another week, and I'm excited, as always, to talk with you about what the Lord has put on my heart as we just deep dive into Scripture and just use it as a way to live our lives, living life from a biblical perspective. That's what we do. This has been a good week for me. I'm really, really excited because we just wrapped on season two of Vindication. And uh, as you know, I play a detective on that show, Detective Trey Millwood, and you'll get a chance to check him out later this year. So there'll be a lot of cool, exciting things coming down the pipe about vindication. And I'm actually getting ready to start another role on another television show that'll be coming out that I'll be able to talk more about as time goes on. It's called The Watchers. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be really, really cool. I got a new book coming out. It's coming out June 9th and it is called Eyes Fixed, My True Life Story. And you know, I'm not even going to really dive deep into that one because I could just... I'm going to let the book speak for itself. Um, I, I just know it's just going to bless a lot of people. So many people will be able to see themselves in this book. Um, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just so glad I've, I was led to write it. Like I said, this one is not a Bible study. It's not a devotional. This is just really my life. So uh, that will be here before you know it. But just this past Tuesday, my new movie, My Brother's Keeper, is out. It is released. It is on DVD and digital. And I'm so amped because so many people didn't get a chance to see it when it was in theaters for a multitude of reasons. You know, you got COVID, you got, you know, there were some uh, problems where theaters couldn't get the movie. So it didn't get a chance to open as wide as it would have in normal circumstances. But now that's all over because now it's on DVD and digital. And so if you want to find out how to check that out, just head to www.mbkfilm.com and check it out. But I believe it's going to be on, you know, like I said, it's on DVD, you know, Amazon and for the digital stuff and some other places, but you, you, you it won't be hard to find now. <laughs> Anywhere you are, wherever you are, you should be able to check it out. So I'm excited for everybody to check me out and what has been the most challenging role in my entire career. Plan a a, a soldier with PTSD, two things I had no experience with and had to really do some research on that. And so, um, yeah, man, I'm, I, I can't wait. And so just, this is just a really, really cool week. And I, and I just always excited about how God is just taking my heart over and, and using me uh, in such a way where I can inspire people with my gifts and just using all my gifts for his glory, which kind of parlays into, um, my point for this particular episode, but I definitely, uh, before I get started, I was just thinking about my mom right now uh, because this past Sunday was Mother's Day. And I know a lot of people were wondering how I would handle that, you know, I, being that I just lost my mom last year. And you know what? I really was able to celebrate her and I thank God for that. I was able to celebrate her. And so if you're listening to this and you've lost your mom or, um, or, or if you've lost anybody, um, just remind yourself of what they've gained. If they died in Christ, if they died in Christ, then the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And when I just think more so about what she gained versus what I lost, 
I just it, it it made me a lot happier than than I even thought it would be for you know Mother's Day, my first Mother's Day without my mom here present with me. But if she if she can be present with the Lord and not present with me, I, I'll take that. And I thank the Holy Spirit for that for that healing. So just um, happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And um, I love mine. Every day is Mother's Day for me. Uh, always will be. And uh, I'm going to celebrate her every single day and just continue to de- dedicate the things that I do to her. First to the Lord, you know, um, but definitely for my mom who always wanted to see me succeed. So just want to get that out there. But today's topic, salt, plain and simple, salt. I want to read something for you. And you'll see where I'm coming from. You know, in scripture, the Bible talks about that we as Christians are to be the salt of the earth. And we all know what salt does in food. It makes a difference. Salt makes a big difference. You know when salt is present. It makes a difference in the food. Um, you know, even in if, if you're from a snowy climate, uh, like where I grew up in Cleveland, uh, salt made a difference in the streets when it snowed. You know, the trucks would go out and they would salt the, the ground and Sometimes they would they would pre-salt the ground and but the salt like melted the ice and stuff and made it easier to drive. So salt made a difference. But just imagine if you, you know, sprinkling that white stuff on your food and uh, it looks like salt, but it doesn't really have the salty properties to it. <laughs> then it doesn't make a difference in the food or, you know, it looks like salt when you sprinkle it on the street, but it doesn't have those salty properties in it. And. It doesn't help the roads at all. So it's just good for nothing. And the Bible compares the, the, the Christian life to that. You know, being salty, making a difference in the world. That's what we're supposed to do. You know, the Bible says you are the, you are the salt of the earth. This is Matthew 5, 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything. You know, and that's what I want to talk about. Salt being a difference here. That's what we're called to do. Make a difference. Be a difference for Jesus, uh, for the kingdom of God. And I'm going to give you four times in my life that that I was I was salt. I was salty. <laughs> and you're going to see the different outcomes that came of it. But I hope this encourages you um, to make sure that you're doing what you're called to do, because it's not always easy to be salt. It really isn't. No pun intended, but it's an acquired taste for other people when you are salt in this world because your saltiness will affect other people. But let me just jump into it. So the first example that I have of of being salt was uh, in most of these instances are from my career. Three of them are from my career and one of them is something else. But three of them is from my my acting career. I should say I didn't had so many careers. I, I better specify what I'm talking about, but for my acting career, I was, uh, I'm going to start there. So I'm in Hollywood. Now I'm not going to name drop because I'm actually, um, I'm very sensitive to the people that I talk about because in Hollywood, some people are doing some things that are really helping out, uh, Christian actors, you know, such as myself. And they are kind of, um, not afraid to, you know, give us a chance and, and, um, and I respect that. And I want them to be able to keep doing that for actors such as myself. So I don't want to, you know, uh, 
I shouldn't even use the word expose, but I think you all know what I'm coming from. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, let a lot of people know who these uh, producers or writers or actors are uh, because it's, they're more effective by not being known when they help out. But let me just tell you this. My first major manager in Hollywood, uh, this story is about him as far as my opportunity to be salt. So I will just say, and some of you who, who are familiar with my career, especially early in my, my time in Hollywood, will, will, will already know what I'm talking about. Uh, but I'm not going to name drop the agencies or anything like that or the manager's name or anything like that. But just know in the beginning, when I first went out to Hollywood and got signed to agents and stuff like that, I actually got called in to be interviewed by a top high level uh, management company. And they just had a lot of A-listers on there, names that you will know for sure, Oscar winners, all of that. And I couldn't believe they called me in for an interview. Um, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day in terms of how God just opened the doors for his purposes. But nonetheless, here I am. You're seeing all these mainstream artists, mainstream actors represented by this management company. Um, and then here I am getting called in. So I go in for my interview. Now, remember, this is about being salt. In order to be salt, you got to be you got to be who, who uh, God designed you to be. You, you got to be scripture led. You got to be Holy Spirit led and you got to stick to it um, because it's, it's going to cause you to make a difference. You can't be compromising. You can't be trying to water it all down and, and so that, you know, you be a little bit more palatable. No, you got to be salt. So when I go in here, the whole hang up was about um, what I would do and what I wouldn't do. That's what the manager wanted to talk to me about. So we sit down and um, he, he tells me, like, listen, we went over your stuff, man. And, you know, you got the look, you got the build, you know, you're a handsome guy and, you know, the thing is, though, you wrote down here that you're not going to, you know, you're not going to use profanity. Um, I get that. You know, you're not going to use the Lord's name in vain. You know, I get that. We've got actors like that. That's not a problem. But here it also says, you know, you're not going to you're not going to kiss other women. Now, let me just let me just throw some at you. So this, this is the manager talking. Let me just throw some at you. You said, man, when it comes down to that, that's just acting. That's just acting. And I came back up and said, no, no, that's not, that's not acting. The, the situation might be fictitious. You know, that's not my real wife or my real girlfriend, but the kiss is real. And we just start going back and forth like, no, it's acting. And, and, and it looked like he was getting a little irritated with me. Right. But he, here it is again, where it's time to be salt. And part of being salt is being yourself, being true to yourself, being real. And so I was able to give an example. And I said, okay. So, cause you know, we were going back and forth, you know, it, it, kissing is, 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 is just acting. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Brother, people kiss all the time. It means nothing. And then we're going back and forth. And so finally I said, okay, so you're familiar with my, my uh, career. You've been studying me a little bit. So you, cause you, you were evaluating me so you can manage me. So you saw I was in the movie Courageous. Um, so I was telling him about Courageous and just reminding him that I played a thug. Um, you know, a thug, the, you know, TJ and Courageous, the character that I play, he was a killer, you know. And uh, I said, you remember, um, you know, the, the the shootouts that we had and the, the fights that we had. You know, I was I was fighting with a with a, with a, a policeman and, uh, you know, I was I was beating him unmercifully. But when we said cut, right, I had never hit him once because that's acting. 
That's acting. He's blood all over his face. And, you know, we the makeup made him, you know, swollen and all of that. I had a bullet bullet wound in my shoulder from when he shot me. Uh, all of that's acting. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got touched. These fake phantom punches we were throwing. Now that's acting. But when you see a, a, a man and a woman kissing on screen, they lips actually touch. That's not acting. <laughs> it just period point blank for 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 me and that fight scene to be the equivalent of a kiss scene, then my fist would have needed to connect with the other actor's face. <laughs> right. I, the, then we, the, that's when those things are equal, where one is acting just as much as the other is acting. The fist connect with the face, the lips connect with the other lips. But this is apples and oranges, man. We never connected on these punches and fights. But on these kiss scenes, you, you connecting with the lips and, the, and all of that stuff, it's not acting. And that's why a lot of times these kisses on scene, uh, in, in a scene or in these movies, lead to the, the, those two people end up dating or they end up married <laughs> because you can feel that. And anything you can actually feel in terms of like contact, physical contact, that's not acting. You know, with something like kissing and stuff like that. Now, some some people may say, hey, I didn't feel anything. That, well, OK, well, that's you. But that don't mean it's, that's the way it's going to work for everybody. The point is, you don't act a kiss. You don't act profanity. You know, you have to cuss to cuss. <laughs> you may not mean that the other person is a, you know, fill in the blank F word, whatever. You know, you may not mean that because it's, it's a fictitious situation, but it's real what's coming out of your mouth. And when you kiss another woman or if you're a woman, you kiss another man, it, those that's a real act. You, you know, so I laid that out in there, man. And that was my moment for being salt. Now, I know in my mind I was thinking, well, there's the end of my interview because but I had to keep it real. I was going to honor. I was going to honor God. I was going to honor my situation. I'm going to be a difference maker. I'm just hey, it is what it is. Yeah, that's it's, you know, I'm, I'm being salt. So. So when we finished that little exchange and, he, and I did my little example there and uh, I told him, like, you know, the fighting was acting, but the kissing was not used. And he saw my point. He sat there and he nodded his head for a second, looking at me, kind of got his finger over his mouth, looking at me. I like this. I like this. I like you, man. I like this guy because there was another guy in the room and they started laughing. And uh, and he said, we'll be in touch. So when I walked out, I, I remember, you know, my wife was waiting for me. And I said, I don't know how this is going to go, but I just, hey, I, I kept it real. And long story short, they signed me the next day. So, <laughs> and I was represented by one of the top agencies in Hollywood. So uh, that was just a great example of, of being salt, being a difference maker. And had I lost my saltiness, what I would have done was I would have, I could feel the room. You read the room and you can see that if I keep up, saying what I'm saying, uh, and this guy may not end up wanting to represent me, then all of the things you're going to lose start to pop in your head. You're like, I don't want to lose this management opportunity. Oh, man, all these A-listers on here, this could be big for my career. All the money I can make, the notoriety. I can have this agency's name on my resume, just all these things. You lose your saltiness if you let those things stop you from doing what you should do. I kept my saltiness. I was salt. And I got signed anyway. <laughs> and, that, and that's how I knew it was God, because when I looked at my name amongst all these other A-lister names, and I, and I bet people, a lot of people were like, how did he get here? 
when you look me up and you look what I'm about and you see how much I, you know, I, I don't shy away from who Jesus is. And especially when I tell the story about my interview, people would not have the boldness to do that. But I give credit to God and Holy Spirit and um, the fact that Jesus was the Lord of my life. And I just I kept it salty, man. And uh, I ended up representing and, uh, and I got a lot of good things out of that. So nonetheless, what's funny, you know, the, the manager, the last time, because now, like I said, some, some things have changed since then. But I remember him saying, TC, I want to thank you for, uh, you know, keeping it real all this time that we've been together. You, you know, um, I know I've taught you some things about the acting um, world and the entertainment industry, but you've taught me some things about integrity. See, now that right there. I will always remember that. And this manager knows who he is. That's my guy. And um, that's why I, I want him to keep doing that, keep giving people an opportunity to be themselves, especially when they're coming in with a Jesus first men mentality. I don't know if, he, if he's done that for everybody, but he did it for me. And I, lo I love that. So You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. Another time has to do with uh, me being an actor. So this is another salt situation. So I'm in Hollywood. And when I first got started, you know, it was it was really quiet for me. You know, getting all, getting auditions and things like that were, were few and far uh, between. You know, uh, my, my agent at the time was working as hard as she could to, to get me work. But again, you know, my standards were set with a Jesus first mentality. So it was, it wasn't a lot out there for me. And um, so finally uh, I started to get these scripts and the language was just off the chain. It was just you know, all kinds of cuss words and stuff like that. And I'm just like, this is all people wanted me to do, you know? And I think, remember, I was coming off the role of uh, TJ in Courageous before I went to Hollywood. So all people had seen me do was be the gangster. You know, and, and be all rough, you know. Now, I didn't do any profanity or anything like that, but just people could see that I had that rough look. So I kept getting I kept getting audition opportunities when they finally started to come in were for these rough, tough roles. And the language was always just terrible. I'm like, these keep coming in. And in my mind, I couldn't I couldn't think what to do with them. Um, so I just started to pray about it. And what I ended up coming up with was and I talked to my my manager about this. He was just like, look you know, why don't you just change some of the words to some of the things that you can say? You know, we already talked about this in your interview. You know, you're not going to do the language. So we had to come up with a way that you could actually at least go audition and meet some of these people, meet some of these casting directors, and maybe they want you for something else. So I prayed about it, and that's exactly what I felt led to do. So I would go to these auditions, and I would take the script, and I would change every profanity uh, to something that I could say. Now, this is this is trippy in Hollywood when you when you do this, because people these writers write stuff the way that they want them to be. Um, but, you know, I was just taking a a preyed upon calculated risk. And my whole thing was this either 
either you're going to allow me to do it and I do it my way. And if I do it good enough, you don't even recognize the changes. Like you don't even, it doesn't, you're more caught up in my performance. And then it hits you like, man, he didn't even use profanity. So that was the goal. So anyway, I go in here and in an audition room, you will notice that if you've ever been in one, you know, there are a lot of people there sometimes. Sometimes there could be five people, two people. Sometimes there can be 50 people, 100 people. So in, in in a lot of cases, it's a pretty stacked room. And so, you know, you're out there and, and you start having conversations with other actors. So someone recognized me um, over time. Uh, I got a chance to do, you know, I had done War Room. So I, I got a little bit more known in Hollywood from War Room because it went number one in America. So now people kind of know your name and they definitely know what you're about uh, or they assume what you're about. You know, after they had seen that movie and they started to look you up. So, you know, I, I was I was in the line getting ready to go do my my turn. And this was was for a show where, like I said, language is, is, is notoriously not that great. And uh, and I'm like, Lord, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't even know if you want me on this show, even, even if I change this stuff. You know, I mean, the whole show. Is, is is not necessarily what you probably would approve of. I don't know, but I, I can feel that you want me here, so I'm I'm, a, I'm a here. And so I'm there, and uh, we're going through the line. And there was a guy next to me who recognized me, and he's just like, "Yo, you TC Stallings?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And he's like, "Oh man, I saw War Room, man, it's great." And uh, you know, so we 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 strike up a conversation, and he's like, "You know, I'm I'm, I'm tripping though, man, because you do know what." these words are like you 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 about to go in there and audition for this and i'm like i'm like yeah yeah man i prayed about it and and i'm here and he's like so you gonna say what's on that paper i said no nah, man i'm gonna say this and then i showed him my paper and i showed him how i um manipulated the scenes for kind of to fit me and he was he was looking at me like man and, and the reason he was looking at me like that because that's just not something a lot of people are are bold enough to do but see this was again this is my salty moment and I told him I said look at the end of the day man when I go in here I got to go in here um you know for what it is Jesus is going in here with me that's how I always look at it man I I, I try to do this thing with a Jesus first mentality and he's going in here with me. And so I can't go in here and say, say anything that I wouldn't say if he was right here with me where I could see him with my eyes. But my faith lets me know that he's in my heart. He's with me. So I'm not going in here saying anything I wouldn't say if Jesus walked in with me. And so that's how I'm a roll, man. And so I just changed this to something that I can do. And I, and I told him, I was like, one or two things are going to happen. Either they're going to laugh me at, or they're going to laugh me right out the, 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 the room. <laughs> they're going to be like, dude, you idiot. You can't read. Did you, did you not see what that said? Man, get out of here. They, they may do that. Um, or they may just get so caught up in my performance that they allow me to, um, you know, they, they may change the whole thing for me. You, you never know, but you're not going to know until you, you, you just need to start off by honoring God, period, and let the rest take care of itself. Or it could be someone in that room, and this happens a lot in Hollywood, that there are people who want to honor God with their career, uh, whether they are crew or cast. Meaning when I say crew, I'm talking about people behind the camera, you know, people that are working on the casting, people that are casting assistants and all of that. They be wanting to honor God, but they're afraid, you know, so they, they kind of do it on the low or do it at home, but they're compromising and everything. And if they were to see me take a stand like that, you never know who you are inspiring. You know, so somebody behind the camera in that audition room might be like, wow, that brother changed all of that stuff to try to honor God. 
you know, maybe I can do that too. And you encourage people. So these, that, that became what I felt would be my whole purpose for coming down there, whether I got the role or not. And I was like, sometimes I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know why God puts me on stuff, but I definitely want to put everything in prayer and go from there. But I know he's not going to have me sin to succeed because he doesn't need that. God does not need sin to succeed. He does not need to put me in a sinful situation in order to succeed, meaning I go and I start sinning. If I go in a, a place where it's a little weird, it'd be just like when Jesus went and had a, a conversation and, and, and dinner with Matthew. You know, he Matthew was a, a sinful tax collector at the time. He didn't go and start sinning with Matthew in order to uh, reach Matthew. He went and he was salt in that situation and, and stuck to what he was supposed to do. And he caused change in the other people, but he never changed. And, and that's what I would have to do in this situation. So we talked about all that the whole time. And I can tell he was inspired by it. So then I went in before him and I bet he was just waiting to see what the results would be. But I went in and and then, uh, you know, I did my thing. I came on out, gave him a fist bump. And then I'm walking out through the lot. Now, these, you know, the 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 lots at the acting places uh, out in Hollywood are, are pretty big. It's a long walk long walk back to your parking garage and everything. And you got to go through, you got to sign out and sign in and show your ID to security and, and all of that on all these major studio lots. So I had done my thing and I'm leaving. I was halfway through the lot. And then I, and this guy comes running because he was right after me. He comes running out and caught up with me. And he was like, bro, I just want to tell you, it ain't a lot of people I've ran, ran into that has your kind of faith. And I just want to tell you to keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep doing what you're doing. It's inspiring. And, uh, you know, shook my hand and then he left. Now, for me, that was huge because I was pretty sure that I wasn't going to get the, the, the role. I mean, they let me do it. And uh, I think they were impressed by my skills. But when you got 40, 50 other guys who don't mind cussing and will do it the way they, they tend to pick those people. But my purpose wasn't to go down there and get the role. And my purpose was to probably talk to that brother because whether or not he because because he, he is like the way he said it. He was like, that's good for you, man. Like he was inspired by it. Now, I, I don't know if he allowed that to impact him in such a way where from here on out, he would do his stuff clean. But he was inspired by what I did. And who knows what he's doing right now? All I know is I was salt in that moment. And most likely I, I, I probably made a difference. But what I know I didn't do is I didn't come off as a compromising Christian and and make it to where this guy is just put getting pushed further and further away from from becoming one himself or respecting the faith or respecting Christians. You know, I the Bible says you either, you know, Jesus said to Matthew, you you either gather with me or you scatter. You know, it, it just talks about how people are not Christians because of the ones who claim they are, but they're compromisers. And so I'm really cute, huge on not being that type of person that pushes people away by being fake and phony and unsalty. And so I was salt in that moment, man. And for him to come and do that, that was just affirmation that I did the right thing. And even to this day, if I ever get something that, you know, is, is a little off, I look at the whole project, but I look at other reasons to show up. And uh, but I never allow myself to sin or get into a sin, sinful situation in order to, su to succeed, because I know that's not of God and I wouldn't do it. But that was a time that I was salty. And um and I, and I love the affirmation when a guy come running out just to tell me that. Who knows what he's doing? Maybe I run into him one day. <laughs> Maybe he'll hear this like, bro, you was talking about me. And let me tell you, man, I, I don't even do that kind of stuff no more, man. And so you never know. It'd be great. But one more. Well, two more. Um, the other time I was salty. 
I was sought was, and this would be a quick one, but I was on a project where there were, it was based off a true story and, uh, and, and I go and I am doing this project and the, the, the directors at the time, they wanted to, and I can't stand this when it's happened, when this happens, but they wanted to make this film in such a way where it would have quote unquote crossover appeal. Now that's another topic for another day, but I can tell you when you hear crossover appeal, a lot of times that just means make it, make it, make it a little dirtier than normal so that people who are not Christians will like it. That's what that's turned into. And so I'm going to talk about that another day, but I, I can't stand that term. If it means watering down your faith or watering down things to make it more palatable for people, you're not, yeah, it may cross over, but that is not so much of a positive thing for me anymore. You know, Jesus didn't water down his message to 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 make it cross over. If it crosses over, it should cross over because the impact of, of staying true to scripture was able to uh, permeate even the hardest of hearts. It needs to cross over that way where you don't lose your saltiness. If you have to lose your saltiness for it to cross over, then it's not, I mean, you're, you're, you're not doing the right thing. So anyway, but so that's a topic for another day, but this particular project was trying to do that. And uh, now I made it clear when they signed me that, you know, um, I wouldn't do this if y'all left this language like, like this. Now this is, and this was a, this was a faith-based project. And I said, well, this faith-based project, you know, this doesn't need all this language in it like this. You can be real without this. I don't, I know how to be real without all of this stuff. So if you're going to do it in this, um, with this kind of language and this kind of, you know, and it's not for me. So they, they wanted me in it. So they said that, okay, we'll rewrite it. And, and they rewrote it in such a way where it was clean. And I said, okay, I'll do it. So I got there. Now, you're not going to believe this, but... <laughs> When I was on set, so they were shooting two versions is what I'm getting at. They were shooting like a, a, a dirtier version and a clean version. And it was trying to do it behind my back. Can you believe that? They was trying to do it behind my back. Like when I was on set, they made sure all of the stuff was clean. But then it was like, okay, now let's shoot the, the, the more uh, dirty version. And this was in case when they tried to pitch it that, that the uh, production companies, if they didn't like the clean version, they could say, hey, well, we got a little bit more, you know, dirtier version. Check this one out. So the other actors or whatever who were willing to use the profanity, you know, when I wasn't around, they would do that. So anyway, I found out about it. And the way I found out about it was from the person who wrote the the book that the movie was based off of. And he came and told me he didn't like where it was going and what they were doing. So I went back and I and I pulled the whole production crew together. Now, again, I'm, I'm just one of the actors, but this is where I had to be salt. And I told the, the producers and the directors and everybody that I found out that you're doing two versions. And the thing is, yeah, you're not you're not doing the, the dirty version when I'm around, but I'm still going to be in that version. My part's just going to be clean and I wouldn't know about it. And that that's not if you guys are doing that, I'm getting on a plane right now and I'm not going to allow myself to be a part of it. And you can keep your money and everything else. And I was just I just kept it straight. I did it cordially, but I kept it straight. What ended up happening, um, I told my manager and my manager called and, and he gave him a piece of his mind. And long story short, they ended up going with the clean version. And that's because that that um, that's what I signed and, was, and that's what I agreed to. But the thing is, had I been more concerned about the money and 
Had I been more concerned about everybody being mad at me for leaving in the middle of it, because that would have messed up everything. They would have had a, they would have had to replace me, and that would have wasted a lot of money and a lot of days, because time is money on set. But at the end of the day, I knew I was doing the right thing. You know, you can't lure me in there with a clean situation and then try to make it dirty behind my back. But so I called everybody out, and then, the, but but here's a cool thing: the writer of the book said, "What you said saved." you know, my story because my story wasn't written in a dirty way. And it, the movie that he, he wasn't bold enough to step up for himself. And he said, after I talked to him and told him that he needs to protect his story and I would help him to do that, uh, he went back and gave them a piece of his mind and said, I emboldened him. And he thanked me for that. And that made me so happy, man, that I was able to do that. Um, it also made me happy that, you know, I, a project from a from that was supposed to be faith based was you know saved from being watered down and 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 just whack because you just like I say you can't please you know God and the world at the same time you know if you're gonna do it do it if you want to do a God led film then do one you know that trying to cross over stuff just do what God wants you to do and let Him control the crossover appeal that's that's the best way to say that but nonetheless um, I didn't let the money or the the, you know, worrying about everybody being mad at me for standing up for, you know, what I needed to stand up for, because that would have put a halt to things. I didn't worry about that. I worried about pleasing God first, you know, and uh, and I just I did the salty thing, man. <laughs> and and uh, and that all worked out. So those are three examples, you know, industry examples, um, because a lot of times that's where a lot of the salt has to happen for me. Um, always respectful. I'm always cordial. I'm always kind. I'm always loving with it, but I'm, but I'm real with it. You know, um, fourth example is a little bit different. Um, this is, uh, salty cases where you're being salty with your friends. And in a lot of cases, you know, we talked earlier that salt is an, an acquired taste. And a lot of times you can lose your friends. And, um, you know, I give a good example. I used to, uh, I used to love salt on my fries. Big time French fry guy. Well, for like the last 15 years or so, I like I remember this this was this was a little trick. Y'all probably know this trick. When you go to fast food restaurants and you say, uh, yeah, and let me get a let me, you, you order your food and you say, and uh and no salt on the fries. Now I used to I used to say this just so I can get a fresh drop of fries. You want them hot, not them old fries that's been sitting there. And then I would have salt packets in my car. I put my own salt on them. You know, I want the salt. I just I would I just wanted fresh fries. Well, one time I, I started to ask for, you know, hey, let me get the fries with no salt. And I get the fries and I didn't have any extra salt packets. And I and I drove off and everything, so I had to eat them without the salt. And I realized that they taste good without the salt. And then, you know, trying to keep my blood pressure down. So I, so for many, 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 many years, I, now nah, I don't, I don't really eat that much salt at all. But the, the point that I'm trying to make is um, now you throw some too much salt on something I'm eating, man, I might throw up. It's just, I don't, I don't like salt. You know, you know, I don't want, I don't want no salt on my fries. And I'm telling you, there are a lot of people that don't want no salt in their life. And what I mean by that is they don't want no, no salty Christians in their life. People that are really being salt, people that are hold you accountable for reading scripture, people that are, and I ain't talking about judging them or anything like that. I'm just talking about somebody who, when you want to sin, whether it's sin in private, you, you, you want to do things that are contrary to scripture, you want to, you, know, you want to be lukewarm, you want to compromise, and you got a friend who's salty, he's going to hold you accountable and not let you do that. 
And in my life, that has been my experience. I've lost some really, really close friends because of being salty. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to do this for an audience of one. And, and that's Jesus Christ. And I, he promised you that you, you could lose, you, you know, these are some promises in scripture that you might lose friends. You know, um, he, we count on a lot of the positive promises in scripture, but we got to remember there's some negative ones too. And they're only negative from the standpoint of how the world's going to treat you. They're not negative in terms of, of how God will bless you. It's, 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 it's a, actually a positive thing. You know, it just says, you know, in this life, you will have trouble. But then it says, but take heart, I've overcome the world. It says, anyone who aims to live a godly life will be persecuted. Jesus said, remember, when they hate you, they hated me first. So these are promises that it, it can be tough being salty, but you're blessed for it. So it's really, it's a negative that's really a positive. You know, uh, but my point is, for, for my fourth example, is just every time I've been really, really salty, even if I do it in a loving way, it has cost friendships. Um, you will, you can lose friends. So being salty doesn't always you know, turn out to be this positive situation with other people. Um, sometimes it worked out like those first few examples, it worked out and it was a, a, a feel good moment in the end. But uh, other times it was a moment where it's sad because you lose friends, you lose. But at the end of the day, what you gain is, is, is the, you make God happy when, when, cause you have this take, it takes faith to do this. And God is pleased. Jesus is pleased when you let the Holy Spirit lead you in, in faith moves like that. It is, and so when just imagining how much you're pleasing God is the fuel. And I love it. So I want to I want to read something to you. This is a great uh, commentary that from my scriptures um, in my um, in my Bible notes. And I want to share this with you as, as we wrap this up. But talking about being salty, it says if a seasoning has no flavor, if a seasoning has no flavor, it has no value. Man, let that sink in. If a seasoning has no flavor. It has no value. If Christians make no effort to affect the world around them, they are of little value to God. If we are too much like the world, we are worthless Christians and we should not blend in with everyone else. Instead, we should affect others positively, just as seasoning brings out the best flavor in food. Don't lose your saltiness. You are put on this earth to be salt. You're put on this earth to make a difference. And if you're going to water everything down, if you're going to if you're going to compromise yourself so that you can have crossover, you're worthless to God. He can't he can't use you in that way. And so I've learned that and just some of the best feelings that I've had in my life is when I did not allow myself to, to compromise who I am in Christ just for the sake of personal gain or to please other people in a loving way, in a, in a humble way, in a purposeful way. I always keep it salty. That is always the goal. And I just feel so, I feel so weak and, 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 and useless in any time where I compromise that for whatever reason. and. I can just be honest with you and tell you, I don't let that happen hardly ever. I would say 99.9% .9 of the time. And I'm just leaving a little tiny hundredth of, of a percent for humility, but 99% of the time I am salt and I'm going to keep doing that. And it's, 
It's not because of me being so great. It's just the Holy Spirit in me. It knows how to be salt. Even if I'm a little nervous about it, it's just going to permeate through me and it's going to come out. And that's what it's all about. But again, if the seasoning has no flavor, it has no value. You are salt. You are the, you are the seasoning for this earth, for the people, for the kingdom, for Jesus, for God, for the Holy Spirit. Stay salty. So you will always be valuable in terms of making disciples for Jesus. We see you next time on the TCS Live show. Thanks for listening to TCS Live with TC Stallings on the Edify Podcast Network. Tune in next time for another powerful exploration of faith and life. And for more must-hear podcasts, download the Edify Podcast app on the Apple and Google Play stores or at edify.app.